dementia researcher with a blog and a rating. Reflections for 2022, another year of science. It's from the comfort of my living room sofa that I write my final blog for 2022. Cup of tea in hand and a purring cat on my lap as I tap away on my keyboard. This month, to round up 2022, I have decided to blog about what I have achieved and not achieved this year as I reflect back on another year of my science and what hopefully exciting stuff 2023 could bring. I've always struggled with giving myself time and space to take a step back and take stock on what I have achieved in the past week, month or year, possibly because I always tend to magnify all the negatives and brush over the positives. It's uncomfortable, right? When you've come face to face with the reality that everything on the to-do list has not been ticked off. And why do we dismiss what has been ticked off so easily? For example, I am at a stage in my career where I'm starting to, seriously, think about applying for a fellowship after I finish my postdoc. And what are the two things that are very important when applying for a fellowship? But having a good idea, of course. One, publish papers, and two, track record of securing funding. Both of which I did zero of this year, piling on the pressure. But what I have done this year, which is not so easily put pen to paper and ticked off a list, is meeting and talking to other researchers within and out with my institution. It's too early to know if any of these meetings will spark any collaborations in future, but new interactions facilitate new ideas, new hypotheses, which in turn generate grant applications and hopefully publications. So on reflection, as this is the theme, I'm laying down the groundwork and with a wee bit of patience, I hope to reap the benefits. Related to not publishing any papers and something new I've had to grapple with this year as I transitioned into my second postdoc, is finishing up outstanding work and manuscript writing from a previous post, which again, I have achieved very little, if not nothing of. This topic most definitely merits a standalone blog post, but for now, let's just say that trying to keep in touch with previous collaborators and abreast of new discoveries in a different field from the one I'm currently working in, alongside doing the research I'm actually paid to do, can feel overwhelming at best and at worst impossible. Momentum grinds to a halt and motivation dwindles, especially when you're no longer the person driving that work. So on reflection, you know where this is going by now. I haven't managed to publish that paper from my previous postdoc, but what I have done, which again is much less tangible and measurable, is settling in and finding my feet in my new lab. This led to getting a surgical technique set up and running again, supervising an intercalating vet student, rearriving and establishing a mouse line that will be essential for my postdoc moving forward, organising ECR events within the DRI in Edinburgh, as well as across other DRI centres and most recently co-line managing a research assistant. 2022 has also brought two new experiences, which most definitely were not on my to-do list. I was asked to peer review my first manuscript and from then on approached by multiple journals within my readership to review other manuscripts for them. I also had the opportunity to be involved in other projects within and out with my lab, which are all incredibly exciting. Both examples have different challenges and give new meaning to the words prioritization and time management. And don't be fooled, I'm still trying to navigate how to keep propping up the numerous spinning plates academia keeps piling on. But what I have concluded from this is that my expertise in the field is starting to be recognized. 
both by immediate research network and the broader science community. And finally, what am I most looking forward to getting stuck in in 2023? Drum roll, please. It's to properly kick off my postdoc project. Yep, you read that right. It's been in the works for such a long time, I almost don't want to jinx it. Bear with me as I set the scene. We already know that DNA immune response occurs in three phases following ischemic injury and is driven by resonant microglia and infiltrating monocyte-derived macrophages, or MDMs. We also know that apparent overly robust or prolonged inflammation can lead to chronic maladaptive neuroimmune responses, impeding recovery, and in some cases leading to postural cognitive decline. What we still don't fully understand is the specific cell types active of each stage, their role in tissue repair, and their interactions with the wider neurovascular unit. These are all critical pieces of the puzzle to enable the development of immune-based therapies, mitigating secondary injury and preventing cognitive decline. As an added challenge, once in the brain, MDMs express the same canonical markers as resident microglia, making them indistinguishable from each other. As such, we haven't been able to precisely pinpoint the contribution of resident versus infiltrating immune cell to stroke outcomes thus far. But in 2019, a study published in Cell identified with the use of single-cell analysis a specific gene, known as MS4A3, which is ubiquitously expressed by granulocyte monocyte progenitors and not found in resident brain macrophages, i.e. microglia. With this technique, all cells expressing the MS4A3 gene, as well as the progeny, will fluoresce upon Cree-recombination with a reporter strain, and all cells that don't express the MS4A3 gene won't. The use of this technique, known as fate mapping, is revolutionary, as for the first time we will be able to unambiguously map and discern the individual contribution of resident and infiltrating immune cells to stroke pathology and cognitive recovery, both acutely and chronically. Hopefully, I haven't managed to hijack the blog to make it all about the science. There is plenty of time for that next year. So I will leave you with a final thought. We are all our worst critic. I think this especially rings true to all researchers out there. So for 2023, take it as a New Year's resolution if that's your jam. I challenge you to be kinder with yourself and to not brush over the positives. Thank you for listening. Join the Dementia Research bloggers and share your own views.